Welcome to the Remarkable Relationship Show with Mercy Russell, where we find the wonder in your story. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 35 years of experience applying the science of relationship systems to my practice of psychotherapy and leadership consulting. My intuitive skills allow me to bring clarity and vision to your challenges. I hope you will be surprised in the next hour. Good morning. This is Mercy Burton Russell with a Remarkable Relationship Show. My goal is to bring a fresh perspective to you on all things related to how humans develop their individual brilliance while navigating the excitement, stickiness, and resistance in their relationships. In my 40 years of working as a psychotherapist consultant, I have been continually amazed at the ways in which people overcome challenges. I hope to share my experience and insights so you can find the magic in your relationships. So today, this is my last show that I'll be doing for the time being. Um, and um, to celebrate, I have today a uh, uh, my guest, Chase O'Donnell, who is returning from um, uh, our sh a show that we did in October. Um, we are again going to be talk talking about our experiences dating. Um, and I'm going to also be talking about birth order and how birth order affects our relationship with uh, potential partners, spouses, um, and we'll get a little bit into you know, children and parents because that's part of the formula. So let me talk about Chase. Chase is in her 30s uh, and I am 70. <laughs> Chase and I met on a spiritual retreat this summer. When I found out that she earns her living as a stand-up comedian, I asked her to join me on the show. And of course, we had so much fun, I've asked her to come back. And she's a, she eagerly agreed both times. So we have been talking about being single and dating, comparing our desires, our different challenges, and our experiences. Um, we are, this is really fascinating, but the fact is that there, there are very, so many more similarities between a woman who has is what I call pre-reproductive she hasn't had a family yet and someone like myself who has a granddaughter right so we're at very different stages in life but the, the we're wired you know as humans to mate and that doesn't go away when the mating is when the reproducing is over so at any rate, we're going to be talking today and uh, Chase, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> I'm honored to be the one to celebrate this last show for the time being with you. Thank you for having me again. And what an intro. Thank you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and we do have Benny here as our producer and I have invited him and hope that he will join us in our conversation. Oh, I can't wait. Just yeah. bring those questions <laughs> right to me, right? Yeah, and I'm kind of always... in be I'm in between, so I have kids. So uh -huh. um, oh, we're right. all in the all right. yeah. different phases. Yeah, the different levels. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and he's yeah, he's got 
a partner and he's got kids and he could even still have more kids. How about that? Yeah, you're just mm-hmm. showing off, Benny. And that's the thing with guys. They are never post-reproductive, right? They can have kids right up until the week they die. So I don't know. <laughs> the day they, they die. Yeah, well, I agree. That's another story, yeah. but that's the way it works, right? They can. So, yeah. so um, at any rate, um, we go down that rabbit hole. Um, I also want to, um, we're going to do this more at the end of the show, because I think that maybe people will catch the end of the show a little, you know, also, but I want to also have a chance, Chase, to talk with you about your career, where you are, some new things you've been doing, where people can find you. So, um, yeah, I, I just had my first comedy special released, um, this past month and, it was written up in the New York Times, and it was very, very, very exciting. Yeah, on um, fe- on, I was written up on the in the February 9th issue of the New York Times, to be specific. Yeah, it was, I think it was actually in the paper February 10th. Okay. Right around there. Who's counting? Um, but I, yeah, it's called People Pleaser, and it's on YouTube. So that was a really big like milestone in my career, having that come out. And now I'm just working on new material because it's kind of a thing once you put out your jokes into the world. It's not like music where people get excited to hear old songs. People do not get excited to hear old jokes. So you have to constantly have new material. So that's now what I'm working on. But all my material, I, I it's still coming from dates. I get a lot of material from the bad dates I go on. And right. it seems to be a lot of bad dates. <laughs> now, just in the event that potential dates are listening to this show, I want to say that I, when Chase told me that, you know, that how she was using dates and sometimes the reaction that she got from somebody who might have been on that date with if her. If a guy, a guy, dates have heard me talk about the bad date and they don't like it and their, their, um, their fragile egos get upset with me. <laughs> <Right>. so, <laughs> I feel really bad. I've told her that I think this is a great selector. In other words, she needs to be with a guy who loves her sense of humor and is confident enough that he doesn't mind being in her jokes or her stories. They're confident enough that if I say, man, he was a dud, he goes, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I am a dud. <laughs> okay. So then, yeah. So maybe you don't talk about him because he's not a bad date, but down the road, right? When he's like, your live-in boyfriend or your husband, the father. He's going to have to be okay with me making fun of him. He's going to be material, right? Absolutely. And he's, he's got to be cool with that, right? So I don't know where else I would get material if not my life. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> right. So anyway, for the guys out there listening and, you know, watching. <clears throat> if you Buckle if, up. If you meet those criteria, step up. So. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's a tough criteria. <laughs> it is. That's a tough one. <laughs> and I, yeah, well, anyway, I won't go down that road. So 
I'm a family therapist and, and I do talk about my own family, but I have to be very careful about that because. Oh, you know, I'm sure. Yeah. So one of the things that I, I did want to talk about today um, came from a workshop that I was just participating in for single women who are, you know, looking to date or, and there were actually some married, a married couple married women there who, you know, just wanted to improve their relationships and um, I, I had an opportunity to talk to them about birth order and how that affects marriages, partnerships, um, um, and I'm dating. I'm very intrigued because the name birth order gives nothing away. Like it doesn't tell me, I'm very confused about what it is and I'm so excited to find out. Oh, interesting. Now, I think most people have heard about you know, the difference between the oldest child, the middle child, and the youngest child. Oh, it's like that? That's, yeah, that's kind of the popular, oh, what I yeah, call the, yeah, yeah. the McDonald's version of this. Oh, I didn't get, I thought it was like the birth of your, where you were in the stars and the charts. And I didn't know it was like literally the order oh. of when you were born. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that would be astrology. It could be a topic for another <laughs> show someday, though. It's a well. I've got the perfect guess for that. So, <laughs> well, bye. but at any rate, um, so this show, so this is about birth order. But I like the term um, birth order um, for, I mean, for different reasons. But we can get into that. So the what most people are familiar with is the caricature of the, you know, of the oldest child as being, you know, and their personality traits. Right. That the oldest child. tends. That's to be... why you asked me if I had a sister. Well, I didn't even. Oh, did I give it away? I already knew you had a sister. Oh, OK. Because when I talk to anybody, I always draw a little diagram. <gasps> and when oh. I talked to you six months ago, I just started drawing a diagram of your family. Now, you may not have known it. <laughs> no, how, tell me more. Yeah, because it's how you, it's how I think. Whoa. So, so um, this is, I, I think I can explain, okay, there's the, the common idea of the oldest child who's responsible, um, a rule follower, hard worker, bossy, you know, over serious sometimes. And then there's the youngest child who we know is um more risk taking more fun loving more charming <laughs> free spirited maybe a little spoiled cuz they're the baby right the okay the best yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about your position in a minute okay. and then there's the middle child oh i'm the oh. middle child right yeah. so the middle child is adaptable has to you know gets bored in the gets, you know, first is the baby, but then all of a sudden there's another baby. They have to be adaptable. They can be very social, uh, mm -hmm. butterfly, a dreamer, creative. Um, they can be competitive because they got to work both ends of it. Oh. Great negotiators. So I'm the oldest of six. Number three in my family, I think, fits this beautifully. And she's a politician. So she's the perfect politician and she still wants to work both sides of the aisle, right? She's a, you know, Democrat, but she wants to work with Republicans. That's a middle child, wow. you know? But okay. what about, you have six, what about five, four, and 
three and two? Yeah, good, excellent question. So that's the, I just gave you the version that most people have, you know, I call it the, you know, what you've read about in Cosmopolitan magazine or, you know, or, you know, any popular magazine would give you those ideas. But the way I think about birth order isn't just that one position, but relative you, where you are relative to the there to the other siblings in terms of your gender and what we call rank <clears throat> so you have an older sister right mm-hmm. and so you are the younger sister of a sister yes which is different than the younger sister of a brother okay right wow and, uh-huh and um the so like let's just start with that so the the okay. you would have those youngest characteristics and yes. that would be my prediction sometime now i'm going to give you these templates and then the co- good conversation is always the exceptions okay. <laughs> and that's where the rest of my family knowledge comes in okay. but in general you know if you have an oldest who's sort of functioning as an oldest then the the second younger sister of a sister would have those lighter characteristics be more cheerful more fun loving uh would be the comedian in the family <laughs> yeah i definitely well when you were saying talking about the younger sibling i was like wow what a gig cuz it seems so lovely to be the younger sibling i i feel like um I relate to everything you said. I also think I was babied way more. I was like coddled and like, oh, like just taken care of more than my older sister has always been the like, we call her the president of the family. She's just like um, Uh 18. She's moved out. She's never lived at home since. She like um, has always supported herself since she graduated. Like even before that, she like owned a business in high school, she's always been this like go-getter and in charge of her life. Whereas like I've lived at home several times in my twenties, I've been taken care of and like given <laughs> help more. They've mm-hmm. taken care of me more. Um, my sister has never even wanted that. She doesn't want to be taken care of. So you have just given a beautiful description of the difference between an older sister of a sister and the younger <laughs> really? sister of okay. a sister. <laughs> Thank you. So, I also, can I mention that uh-huh. like my sister growing up, I didn't know like how exceptional she was. She was like um, the grand national dance champion when she was 12. She started this business at 15, but because I was younger, I was always like, oh, well, I'm going to be doing that in two years also. Like uh-huh. never, I never got the like, oh, I'm living in the shadows. She was so incredible and got this full ride to um, Floyd scholarship to college and like has, you know, has been like pretty well known in the street art world and was on the amazing race and was in Forbes under 30. But my whole life I was like, me too, in two years. <laughs> I've never, I never like got there. But uh, I was always like, she's older. So yeah. that also, thank goodness, I think that that was my <laughs> experience, my experience, because people have, I don't think they mean it to be rude, but they 
I have been asked, what's it like living in the shadows? Because that's how some people interpret uh-huh. my situation. Uh-huh. Right, right. And you're like, what shadows? <laughs> I never thought of it until I got asked that enough. I was like, oh, should I be concerned about where I'm at? <laughs> but yeah, no, my whole life, I never um, was concerned about how incredible she was. It was just like, yeah, I'm going to do that too. Okay. So in the, in the, the, what I'm talking about in terms of birth order, I just want to cite, comes from the work of a Swiss psychoanalyst named Walter Toman. And he did a big research study on looking at, he was looking at family variables that had a role in the rate of divorce. And he looked, he studied families in the United States and in seven different countries in Europe from you know, rural to urban families. I mean, obviously they're all kind of, you know, probably mostly white. So this was back in the 40s and 50s. So it was, you know, that we have that sort of bias in there. But what he found is that, you know, there are certain birth order positions that have a much lower rate of divorce than others. Hmm. All to say, even those that aren't the best combination still can be very successful. And there are factors that go into that. Wow. Right. I've never even thought of this. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Okay. <laughs> I'm right that's, there with you. All righty. Yeah. That's what I'm here Bring to it. do. Bring Tell it. me so more. I'm we'll intrigued. St- we'll start with Chase. So Chase, okay. so what, what, let's compare if, you, if, if Chase were the younger sister of a brother. So first of all, um, the she you'd still be in a youngest position right and you'd still be to some degree it's special because of being the youngest which means there's you're always the baby in the family so to speak but also you would have grown up with a with a boy in the house with a male and you imagine what that would be like if you had a brother who was two years older than you you would know what they smell like. There, you would know how they move. You know, you, you would oh, so know. You're saying I would have better luck in the dating. Well, community? the statistics show that that's the best position for a woman to be in if mm. she marries a man who has a younger sister. Oh, because uh, they both because both. If you have a sibling of the opposite sex in a traditional structure. So we're also talking about our patriarchal society where, you know, the male has a certain role in the female. So that's, and, but statistically this showed out, he wasn't putting that into the study. He found it so that the, so that you, you're used to the male as a leader and, but you're just the way I think about it is you're just used to boys, you know, and what they do and how they move. So when you go out into the world, you know, you are really comfortable with boys. And often a younger sister of a brother could be a tomboy, hang out with the boys, hang out with her brother and their friends. And, and I then- think guys like it when girls are like, sports. They're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I don't, I'm not that way. Right. And right. I sometimes I have my dad, like, write me a monologue about a certain game that's on so that I can spew it out and seem like I know 
I'm very quick at memorizing a monologue. But that's so, good for reference for you, too, if you're going to dip back to family on the male side, because I'm a product of, so to speak, of an older sister and a younger sister. Now, and, see, okay. Yeah. Benita, that's, we were going to get to you. I know. I'm just dead. So I'm here. Alrighty. I'm here for so, you. Okay. So what <laughs> Benny has is the advantage of not only is he probably pretty comfortable with girls because he grew up around them. He knows what they smell like. He knows, you know. He knows what that what they do in the bathroom, you know, whatever. And he's figured. I had my own bathroom, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you were lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> in I my family, it was six kids in one yeah. bathroom. Yeah, we <laughs> had to share too. Yeah, I know oh it's all gosh. about. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so at any rate, he knows all of that and how they talk. And this yep. is like not even. I think this is like un- this unconscious familiarity, and he's got the advantage of the rank thing, you know? So as a younger sister of a sister, comparing you and your older sister of a sister, and I'm the older sister of three sisters in a row before the first boy came. So I'm more in the position of your older sister. Um, You have the position as a younger sister of being comfortable with somebody who's older and, you know, has that rank. So, for example, Benny, now Benny can go either way, right? He can swing both ways. He can. You can <laughs> swing both ways. What can right. I say? It's a gift. And in fact, for me, so then the best match for, you know, sisters of sisters, whatever your rank, is to find a male who has sisters. And preferably for me, somebody who's got an older sister so he can. Wow, I've never dated a guy who's had a sister. Interesting. I've dated my first boyfriend was the oldest, but he had a younger brother. Second boyfriend, only child, which mm-hmm. I'd love to hear about. And then third younger to a brother. So maybe I'm I need to find someone that has a sister. I need to find an older brother to a sister. That's the ideal. Because then you, because it's a male who's familiar with females, even though you aren't that familiar with males. I mean, just in that fundamental level. Yeah. And I grew up dancing and and act like musical theater, not very many males. I haven't grown up with. (laughs) But you also, yeah. And, but then it's that rank issue that also matters. So even though you don't have an older brother, you're, you're a younger, you're a youngest. And it's good to be around somebody who a male, even if he isn't, say he's got only brothers, at least he's an older brother. So, so he, so being with someone that's an older sibling will react better to my younger sibling lifestyle it's a compliment Ooh, and then so my sister she would need to find a man that had an older sister and he's the younger or an older brother because she's engaged to an older brother that has a younger sister so they're both the older but he does have a sister okay so what do you think about well, that? Well, <laughs> well, according to Dr. Toman, the odds are a little lower for that. Okay. But then you have to look at the other variables around 
the nature of that relationship. And then the other piece we look at is your parents. So for you and your sister, and for me, who's the older sister of sisters, my primary experience with males was with my father. Mm -hmm. So he's your, you may not have brothers, you know, rolling around in the backyard with you, but you did have a, a father. Yeah. And, Which I know I'm lucky for. Yes. And what's his birth order? He's the oldest brother to two younger sisters. Okay. So we like that. We like that. <laughs> okay. So what you're the male you're familiar with is comfortable with younger sisters. Yeah. Yeah. So you have that oh. experience of being with a man who has who's comfortable with younger sisters and technically if i were going to if i were sitting on an airplane and i was going to read your birth fortune oh well, which i've done i would say you know tell me about your mother's birth order first she's the middle child uh-huh older two two sisters one older one younger and she's the middle so both my parents have two sisters yeah Interesting. But your mother is, so your mother did well in marrying your father, but really she, in terms she, of birth order. Her older sister is like not even a year older than her. They're like so close in age. And then her younger sister is like six years younger. Uh-huh. Okay. So she always felt like her younger sister, she was more of like a parent to her. Like she always like, she was her little, little, little sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the age gap makes a difference. Yeah, a four to five year age gap kind of interrupts this. So technically, that younger sister would be really more like an old only. And your mother's primary experience would be as the younger sister to an older sister. Okay. Because that was the little pod. She, that, yeah. was her, that doesn't mean she didn't then have the experience of taking care of someone younger, but it would be more, like you say, like the babysitter. Then, yeah, she was more the babysitter to yeah. her little sister. Yeah. yeah. So your position, first of all, your mom, you're probably comfortable with both of your parents. Yeah. Because your mom and your mom's comfortable with both her daughters. Oh, yeah. Because she's got an older sister. And My mom sister. wants to be one of the sisters. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And she's comfortable with both the characteristics you two have of sisters of sisters, because she's sisters of sisters. Yes. And then there's your dad, who mm-hmm. is the older brother of all these sisters. Yeah. And now, he's probably cool with that. Yeah. My dad always says he loves like that. He's I mean, it's literally all girls and he's always he's so happy with it. Um, But now my mom didn't get along growing up with her sister and my dad also the, didn't with his the one the one that's older yeah okay we're whereas gonna, me and my sister have always gotten along we're like best friends we're gonna come back to that we have to take a break but i okay. want to come back to that because this has been part of my experience in applying this formula that yeah you got to look a little further than just you know these but two these two variables and um yeah and So, Benny, we're going to take a break now. This is Mercy Russell with The Remarkable Relationship Show. I'm here today again with my friend Chase O'Donnell, and we're talking about birth order and dating. We're going to get into some dating quick because I want to hear some stories. 
Have something important to say? Want to help improve our world? Need to promote your business uniquely and effectively? KKNW is the answer. Our staff helps broadcasters and podcasters create professional-sounding audio. Bring your talent and let our experts help you craft a radio show or podcast that best delivers your message. Learn more at 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. KKNW, talk variety that's live and local. Roxanne Watson is on a mission. Hello, how are you doing today? She wants more people to register as organ, eye, and tissue donors. Are you an organ donor? Yes, I am. My goal is to sign up the most people in the United States. (laughs) What drives her? Roxanne's own life was saved through the gift of a heart transplant, made possible by an organ donor. I decided that day that I was going to devote myself to the cause of organ donation and signing people up and honoring my donor by doing that. Now she's back to health, and she's a powerful force, helping to save lives every day through her work. Imagine what you can make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Eight people can be helped with the major organs, and up to 50 people can be helped with a little bit of everything. And when you think about it that way, that you could help that many people, it's amazing. It really is. Learn more and sign up as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Make it a great day. Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. Uh, hello, this is Mercy Russell with the Remarkable Relationship Show. This is my last show, and I'm here to celebrate today with Chase O'Donnell. Woohoo! Returned, yay! We're talking about dating and birth order. We're going to talk about birth order a little bit more, and then we're going to talk a little more uh, anecdotally about dating. And okay. So Chase, uh, just to, for those who are just coming in, Chase is a comedian, a professional comedian, and we're going to also talk about a little bit more at the end. Make sure you know how to find her. And um, yeah, and then just how we're going to maybe get a little taste of how she talks about dating in her life. We'll see. Yeah. So we've been talking about birth order and we we're talking about are you a younger sister of a brother or older brother of brothers and how that, that kind of thing and how that affects. Uh, your dating lives, your marriage, partnerships, and it affects everything, friendships, work relationships, but we're really focusing on dating today. Um, Chase wow. is the younger sister of a sister. Benny has an older sister and a younger sister. So he's golden when it comes to, you know, pairing up with, with girls. Does it make a difference if I throw in I'm adopted? Um, what age were you adopted? Uh, I actually was adopted when my little sister was a month, you know, being <laughs> created. My yeah, mom didn't was... know. So then I was adopted and then she was still, she was pregnant with my little sister. Yeah. So we're, were, eight, we're, we're eight months apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the family you grew up in. Yeah. And that, you oh, know, yeah. that can affect other things, but mm-hmm. in terms of this level of what we're talking about, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. matter. I mean, Especially if you were, if your whole life experience was in this family. Got it. Can I ask, does being a middle child and you're the only boy though, does that make it so you're less of a middle child stereotypical um, uh, character traits because you're like the only guy. So you, you don't feel like you're, you feel like you have your own identity or is it no matter what? Oh, where no, you are. I, I think that definitely can play a role. 
right? I had the first boy in my family was like, woohoo, you know, and he <laughs> was the fourth. So typically in the youngest position, he is the one who's funniest and thinks he's the funniest. Mm. Um, but <laughs> he has a sense of entitlement that doesn't usually come with the youngest. But I think that you are exactly to your point. He knew he was the first male and there were, you know, after all these girls. Yeah. It's like, you're not competing with an, you're not competing at all. You're a different gender. Yeah. You don't have to compete though. Yeah. Right. Right. Or in his head, probably. Right. 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 So, yeah. So a brother of brothers is, especially younger brother of brothers is going to be more competitive naturally other things all be, you know being equal than a brother of sisters who doesn't have to because he's the guy right. you know? and and what about this only child i dated well only children have particular characteristics i always think of them as being a lot like o oldest mm. but um they do have they they because they're alone and they're living in an adult world basically yeah so they often appear more mature, more independent, mm. um, they're natural leaders, um, they can be sensitive. They're kind of used to being catered to, really, by the adults, by people around them. Um, if they don't aren't in a situation where they get lost, well, you know, when you throw in divorce and death of parents, you know, it, it influences all of these things. And for Benny, he's, you know, he when you're adopted, you're really wanted, right? And but then he was so he comes in, he's really wanted, and then you know his mom gets pregnant, right? When she when he's on his way, and so then you know that could also color things, either you know make him more special, or you know make the younger ones, the younger sister, more special. So you know it can flavor things, but that's the story you get to tell about okay. that. Right. But when it comes to mating or marrying, Benny's going to be a pretty good choice. I married a man who had an <laughs> older, younger sister. And I thought this is good because I'm a sister of sister, older sister of sisters, you know, and I um, at any rate. Um, and actually, it worked out really quite well. And we had a really a good marriage until, you know, we found out there was some, you know, that we weren't compatible in a very important way, but we're still very good friends. But his, the thing that was different is his oldest sister has her father's an oldest, her grandmother's an oldest. They're great. I mean, she's the, she's a heavy duty oldest. Wow. Both my parents are youngest. Hmm. Okay. So there was nobody leading. There was nobody driving the bus. Right. And I'm the oldest going, okay. Who's driving the bus? All I wanted in my life was an older brother. And my father was the younger brother of sisters, and he never took charge until the day he died. Because he was the younger. He was a younger. And I don't take charge. I'm actually, in my last relationship, we were both youngers. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you call us? Youngest. We're both yeah, youngers. youngers. And... No, neither of us would ever start a difficult conversation. So it finally took me doing it, but it was so out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. to do yeah. that. And he wouldn't do it. So I, I probably need to be with an older to a younger sister. Right. That's the ideal. Now, what happened because my 
the other thing with my husband is that his older sister, when they were kids, she bullied him. And I was not a bullying oldest. I just, she teased him, you know, and in that way, she, you know, kind of, they'd be on the edge of the Grand Canyon and she'd say, don't fall over. It'd freak oh, him out, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And he, they laugh about it now. Ha ha. But it, it, but then if I ever had a little tone in my voice of being, he'd get really reactive to it. And I'd go, wait, that's Lynn. That's not me. I'm yeah. not a bossy. I'm not a bossy one. So, um, so you have to watch out because they could have the, their experience can color. They could see you through that, you okay. know, through the lens of that sibling. And that's just kind of natural. Crazy right? how like complicated our brains are. Yeah. But it's, yeah. And it's, and it's kind of cool. It's kind of, yeah. Fun. Right. And so then, fun. but you are really set up nicely in that you have such easy relationships with your parents and that your father was so comfortable with girls. So you just, you kind of think about that. Somebody like your father, who's really comfortable with girls. You call it okay. On your dating app, it's like, <laughs> Chase, you're like seeking male who has sister. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> seeking <male laughs> younger sister. Younger, younger sister, sister right. <laughs> Which would lead to so many ways. And is just like my dad. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to get so many guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and you were saying that, like, how your parents, re um, your their relationships with their siblings, is that kind of what you were saying? You have yeah. to be careful if they were, like, bullied or mean, then they're going to project that onto your. Right. Okay. Uh, well, no, I mean, if you're with a partner, but also with parents, um, they're going to get along. So an older sister of sisters has two daughters. Now your mother has both. So that's why she's comfortable with both of you. But an older sister of sisters might get along a little better with the younger of her daughters. Oh, interesting. Because the two oldest are kind of going to be a little competitive. That older child is going to probably say, okay, well, uh, now I'm the boss. Or, you know, and I have a friend who's got two daughters and the older is really bossy. And even when she was little, I'd look at her and go, are you kidding? Like, you're going to, you know, like this little girl would be bossing everybody around. Right. And my friend, who's an oldest sister, um, it didn't really bother her. Right. They didn't. I never heard about tension between the two of them. She kind of I actually deferred to that older but I'm like, are you, what? <laughs> you know? wow. And I, I can't, I, but you, you can see how that plays out too, right? Yeah. So, and my father, um, yeah, so that, you know, there are all kinds of variations that we can get into. But anyway, that's just a taste wow. of birth order. That and is what we look so at, cool. Fascinating, yeah. right? Let's cool. say I'm, I meet a guy and okay. I'm dating him and he is a younger and he has an older brother. Do I say sayonara even though we're getting along great and i really like you and there's a lot of chemistry we shouldn't do this no i would never do that oh i would say um <laughs> i want to know more about his relationship with his brother sometimes this is another feature of families that's not related to birth order but actually it is a little bit that often oldests get a lot of attention from the from the parents because they're the first and the only one, you mm -hmm. know, 
And I, I'm the only one who had that experience with my family, right? I was the only of those six kids who had my parents for two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my mother had miscarriages during that time. So that, but so often that oldest child ends up, in fact, having more problems. And it's not uncommon for that oldest child to not really function as a healthy oldest. And uh, and then the second child comes along and the parents are still so fixed on, oh my God, this child's turning three and the baby will just feed the baby, right? But what's going on with the three-year-old? That that one gets left a little freer. The second one gets a little freer and can kind of live their own life and actually does better. And this is counterintuitive in our society. So often we talk about functional oldest. So you want to kind of look at the, the dynamic between the brother, younger brother and the older brother. Okay. And look at the relationship, look at the parents. Oh, so exciting. Yeah. So that older, that youngest brother might have had a mother, you know, who had older and younger brothers and was comfortable with both, you know, or whatever, you know, you just, I, we, we'd have to talk a little bit more about it. When he, yeah. when you find that guy, call me. Right? Okay. <laughs> Anybody wait. out there, call me and well, I can, <laughs> I can go into all the variables and help okay. you piece together how to make it work. Okay. You know, this isn't a prescription. It was just based on a research study. And as even Toman says, hey, even when you don't have rank complementarity, you know, older, younger, or or a sex complementarity. Um, and, you know, these things in terms of current gender, sex issues, you know, that's something, um, of course, that he wasn't talking or thinking about back in the day. But these dynamics you know, I think are something that each person wants to look at in terms of their identity. And if they're not identifying, you know, as male or female, then, you know, then they, then they just look at other features in the family. Right. And rank can be important too. It can be more, the more important part. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Well, this was so cool to learn about. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. But so Chase, tell me, tell us a little bit about First of all, last time you were on the show, <laughs> as Benny pointed out, you were about to go on a date. And yeah, I, I was did... trying to remember what date that was. You reminded me it was October. Uh huh. Early October. So was I like about to go on a date? I was about to like leave the podcast and go on a date. Yeah, you had like... to like travel somewhere. Like a was it a subway or a train or a bus or something? Man, it was like a third date, maybe. Oh, is that no? Is that not it? I, You've had I've, so many; it's hard to keep I, track. I don't think I've ever taken a subway to a date. Or you had to travel she somewhere. You had to go, Angeles, oh, you had to go Betty. to them. Oh, I was going to a coffee date. That's it. Yeah. That's what it was. It was in Burbank, yeah. and I'm in the West Side. Oh, <laughs> there it no, is. no, no! It was terrible. Oh, but no. but I did enjoy the fact that like easy out it was like coffee was done it that was my first and only and probably last coffee date but i did like that it was like okay well bye have a good day (laughs) i'm done done with my coffee so but it really because it was coffee and not a drink it felt like an interview i felt like i was being interviewed for a job like and he had seen me do stand-up it's usually if i 
don't meet someone on an app they might like see my comedy and ask me out <laughs> and he was one of that on that you know and so he was just asking me all these questions about my career and i was confused like is this a date or are you just curious about my career as a stand-up i it, it felt like an interview so that was a no he also at one point said something about him being autistic and then it kind of he just brushed past it and then i felt like i i couldn't really follow up about that and i think maybe that's why the conversation felt very like interviewee maybe there wasn't yeah. this connect going on yeah um, we're not on a first encounter yeah, yeah. so <laughs> that was that date um that was a no and i've only been on no since then i haven't i was <laughs> i was saying like before we started recording with mercy i was like i just haven't had a crush on someone in so long and it's so fun to have a crush and i was i've been trying i've been going on lots of dates but i'm just like ugh. i'm at a point where i'd rather just be single than be with these guys i'm going out with I don't want to, I don't want to date these guys. We're, I, there's no Leonardo DiCaprio's 1990. <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know how entertaining this will be for our audience. Cause I think you and I are kind of in a similar place. I did. <laughs> I've always called myself the queen of the one date, like a hundred. You told me. Birthdays. I can't believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but I did meet somebody this fall who broke through the veil of Match.com because he knew my college, which is a small college in the Midwest that I think is really cool, but most people have never heard of. But he knew it because he'd gone to a similar college. So I had to respond. And so we had, in fact, he's, he's still counting the dates, you know, but um, I, I, there were many one there are many wonderful things about him. And yet I knew, you know, within a few dates that this wasn't a match for me. And I was able, I think I've been able to convince him to be my friend. And that was kind of a hard thing. He didn't want, he just like it was like, uh, you know, next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he's come along and so we and we're friends. And and oh, that's good. been kind of nice. But what's kind of fun at this point is because he's is our conversations have been much more open and natural, right? And he even said to me, he said, I don't, he said, well, you know me, I really want a relationship. And see, at my age, I think men, there are men, there are a lot of men out there who really want a relationship, but, you know, they don't necessarily want to have a live-in relationship, right? They want a girlfriend or, <clears throat> you know, yeah. they don't want to get married again. Anyone my age is either, if they haven't been married, well, that's something. But then they're either widowed or divorced. So there's a some kind of version of a heartbreak for all of us in there. So anyway, it gets a little mushy. Complicated. But, yeah. And so he says, okay, he says, I want a relationship, but you don't. I said, what do you, of course I do. And he said, no, he said, you're too picky. Yeah, which, oh, and that's, yes. Sorry, we, we. We talked a little before we started recording, and I also brought up the the picky thing for me. I also am very picky, but I don't know why that's a problem. I, I don't want to date someone. I was saying, like, I can have a boyfriend. I'm very aware that I could 
be dating someone right now. It's that my standards are very high and I think that's okay. I'd rather be single than just be with a guy just to be with a guy. I think that's perfectly normal coming from my side because I had the same way. Uh, My boy's mom and I, you know, we dated for three years and then we broke up, but we still had our kids. Um, And I just never wasn't really ready yet. And I had another seven years go by and eight years. And I'm like, and then finally it just kind of clicked. Maybe it's time for me. But I had had all those years of being kind of picky and going out a couple of times and, you know, dating itself. It's just never like attracted me that way until I was just really ready. Until you were ready. Exactly. But I think being picky is really good, though, too. Because I'm like, I'm on the apps and I'm trying and I'm going out. But Mm -hmm. like, I'm I'm swiping and I'm going, I don't want to. What? I don't want to go meet this guy. I don't yeah. care to talk to him. Yeah. And I know I could if that was really my goal. If it was really to be in a relationship, I know I could be. But I I realized it's more that I want to be in a relationship with someone that I really like. Yeah. Right. That's where I'm at. One thing I found <laughs> really useful about you know these having several dates with somebody who was very interested in me is that it helped me get clear about what's really important to me. And, Which is? Uh, I What's really important is to, I mean, this is, I, this is not very romantic. I want to hear. But I, and I, I realize that at this point, it's really, first of all, I want, I want, I want to live with somebody. I prefer that type of a relationship. It's not a, deal breaker, but I would really prefer that. And I want to be with somebody who's prepared to be a partner, a life partner with someone. At my age, you have children, maybe you don't get married, maybe you don't combine your finances, but you share and you your lives are easier and bigger because we, you're with each other, right? I and, think that's romantic. Yeah. And also and with the, a sense the, of security too, right? I mean, that's yeah, the, a bonus. Exactly. Yeah. The practical things matter. I think yeah. that's great. Job, job, no job, finances. At my age, a lot of guys are retired. Do they have it together? Do they, does it, and it doesn't have to, you know, does it balance? Do they know what they're doing? You know, yeah. that's, it, those things matter to me because I want my life to be more secure with somebody, not less secure with somebody. So that I was, think um, that's beautiful. Well, yeah, it felt a little kind of, um, it, you know, and even this friend of mine, he talks a lot about finding somebody who's a perfect match, except for that, and mm-hmm. that being a disappointment to him, right? Except that, for he wants to like live with the person he doesn't. No, want to live with I don't think he does particularly. Or maybe I, I mean I, I'm sure he would if he really found the well, right person. Well, this is your. F- out. But he this- doesn't want to take care of someone again, and oh. that has to do with I think what happened in his other marriage. So. Got it. Yeah, so those things matter. And when I was a single mom for 10 years and had a hard time finding a partner, you know, I didn't find a partner till I found somebody who, even though my 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 son's father was in the picture, I didn't find a partner till I found somebody who thought carefully and was willing to take that on. I didn't realize in my 30s that what, you know, um, yeah, how that practical matter really made a difference for what my romantic self, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that you became friends with this guy. And one thing I'm realizing with dates is like, 
when I go on the date and I there's you're just like meeting them for the first time, I'm realizing what I do much better with is if I have a friendship with the guy and I can get to know the guy. Yes. There's um, no pressure and then I can decide. But that like pressure on the date actually works against me exactly and i would love it if the dating apps were just friend apps and you got to just like <laughs> become friends and then see if there's something there yeah um, because yeah i i like the whole becoming friends yeah. first. but hang on let me jump so, in from yeah. what but if you're have you already both decided on that or is that just on your decision going into it oh Being no friends? no god no no one's it's just me oh okay <laughs> all right yeah, as they, I say, I know, had to, like, let's just yeah. be friends. Okay. I think it would take the pressure way, 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 way down. Gotcha. And, but that's just unheard of on these apps. Well, and if someone's on the me. apps for friends, it's weird. Okay. So that, and that's what happened for me is that it made it much easier to actually get to know him. And, yeah. you know, so, um, but J our time is just about up. And Chase, I want to talk about you a little bit more. <laughs> I want to let people know that they can, can get in touch with me at um, leadershipwithmercy.com and um, or mercy at leadershipwithmercy.com and um, you I'd be welcome to you know to for anybody to get in touch with me ask me questions have a consultation I will be continuing with some type of podcast and um, you can look for me there so Chase tell us about you well um if you have an Instagram, that's where I post most of my videos and content. It's at Chase underscore O'Donnell. And um, my special people pleaser is out on YouTube. You can just search people pleaser Chase O'Donnell. It'll pop right up. And um, I have a website, ChaseO'Donnell.com. So that's where you can keep in touch with me, although I'm very bad at updating my website. It's really just Instagram. <laughs> so, but can they give you their... Can they get on a, um, they can reach you though? Yeah. Email. Yeah. I have a, a, they want to book a gig with you. Have you come to a private party? Oh yeah. Uh, a bachelor party where you can oh. talk about all those bad dates we don't have to think about anymore. Absolutely. <laughs> um, on my Instagram, there's a little link tree thing where you can put in where you'd like me to perform and you become part of my mailing list. Perfect. Great. Yeah. So that's that. But I do yeah. talk a lot about my dates and my bad dates and hopefully soon my good dates. Your good dates. Yeah. yeah. We'll be roasting your new guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is Mercy Russell with the Remarkable Relationship Show. I've celebrated my last episode today here with Chase O'Donnell. Um, thank you so much. And the so the title of this show will be Chasing Love with Chase O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> we decided. Um, and I just want to thank Benny for everything you've done for me this year. And you're just you've been just perfect. A great, you know, add in whenever you chime in. <laughs> oh, you're quite welcome. And, and back and at he's you. Put Big up, heart. Big yeah, heart. yeah, yeah. He's put up with quite a bit of a <laughs> challenge from me. Not even. And, yeah, well, it's been great. Um, so anyway, Mercy Russell, my, uh, the, the Remarkable Relationship Show. You can find me on the internet. Yay. Bye. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Chase.